Michelle, that's a wrap. Season two. Can you believe you've done two whole seasons of a podcast you never wanted to do? Can you believe we did two seasons of a podcast that I never wanted to do? Yeah, I like, I'm into the podcast. I think maybe we have two seasons because I want to do the podcast. <laughs> All seriousness, listeners, this podcast almost got canceled 25 times. Every, every week, this podcast almost gets canceled. And every week, I'm like, this is my favorite episode. That's basically the hectic podcast in a sentence. <laughs> Michelle, this has been a really fun season. I feel like the podcast is really starting to take its own personality. It's starting to have its life of its own. You know, the guests that we've been talking to have been just incredible in terms of what they're able to share with us, share their story. And it's really been like really awesome human conversations. As much as I challenge the podcast, it also is the highlight of my week because I get to have real conversations with real people who are just at the absolute pinnacle of their lives or in the middle of it, trying to figure it all out. And it's just awesome. It's really awesome. I, so people always ask about like, so what is the hectic podcast? And as I'm pitching it, like, Hey, do you want to be on the podcast? I feel like I know what I say, but I'm curious what, uh, what do you say? Like, what would you say is the hectic podcast? If you could describe the hectic podcast specifically season two. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, imagine me meeting people in Starbucks parking lots and just having conversations with them and becoming their best friend and in an hour. So it's basically me finding new friends. Um, (laughs) I think that brand is taken, but Um, all seriousness, the podcast is one of those things where people go, you're a podcast host. One, I feel a ton of imposter syndrome because it's one of those things where like, yeah, I put a mic in front of my face every week, but yeah, I guess I am a podcast host. It's just conversations with real people, uh, people that are entrepreneurs, people that are ambitious, people that have dreams. And I do my best to learn about who they are, what drives them. And also, you know, some of the things that they've experienced from an adversity perspective that help them arrive to the place that they're at. I feel as if stories need to be shared um, to help other people along their journey. Um, I was an, I've been through a lot of adversity. I've been through a lot of success through my life. I've had a lot of success in my life and I'm not good at sharing my story, but everyone that I tell my story to, they always go, you should tell your story more. And that's what the Hectic Podcast is, is creating a platform for everyday people that are entrepreneurs, that are people with a dream or a vision or a passion that are just doing life just explaining the life that they're doing and how they're working through everyday things. So I think that's super interesting. You mentioned the, that you should tell your story more because thinking about this season, I think my favorite episode is, uh, with Odalis. If you miss the episode, go back and find it. It is absolutely incredible. My favorite episode of the season, like all of them are, but the message before the interview that I got from Daryl was, oh my gosh, I hate you. This is a setup. Do you even know this person? (laughs) And I was so stressed. Like, oh my gosh, she has like some like crazy checkered past and I didn't do my homework. And, you know, I was like, I don't know. I listened to her podcast and she sounds awesome. And then the story kind of came tumbling out that she and you are basically life twins. And the way I think that your story and her story lined up and then we're able to come out on the podcast, I think that episode really felt like a bit of magic for me, like where it was not intentional, but 
it was an awesome listen to hear two people really owning who they are and kind of the fullness of their story. Yeah. And so I love that episode. I was also terrified, as you can remember, for us publishing the episode, us talking about all the things, you know, making it public, um, you know, because there's this concept of my, my hurt, my wounds, my story, this is mine. And that's one of the things that I can own and I can control. And that was one amazing step for both her and myself to come together and go, oh, you see what happens when we allow our story to actually be our story. And you're able to connect with people on a different level. Like, you know, I remember the, the million star quote that we talked about so often, right? And and it's crazy that her my mom said it and her dad said it. And just that sense of connection, we text now. You know, and it's because of the stories that we were able to have together. And all of us have that connection with someone. Like it may not be, you know, being homeless in San Diego as the connection, you know, looking at the stars underneath um, as you're camping out or in, as you're in your car, but it may be something else. And it's that point of connection that I, I don't know. I just, if I could do one thing in my life, it would be bringing connection and community um, and humanity through just us seeing each other and seeing each other as real people that go through shit. Yeah. I I feel like that has come out so much in this season as people were wrapping. It seemed like every guest sort of came back around to this idea of needing each other and like needing the community. And I think that's really unique in the entrepreneur space because I've been reading some articles about, you know, like you lost the water cooler at work the figurative water cooler where, you know, you just like had chats about whatever's going on. You lost that. And as an entrepreneur or freelancer, a lot of times you're doing that on your own and you don't have that sense of team. And so being able to build that into the podcast where it does feel like, you know, you're sitting around and kind of listening at the water cooler um, in a non-creepy way to hear these (laughs) other stories of like, oh man, I relate to that. I hear that. I knew I needed that. Um, I I loved that about this season. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Do you have a favorite episode or a favorite moment? Yeah, Michelle, I do have a favorite moment and it's my favorite moment because it it had a significant impact on me. Like it's one of those things that I revisit every single day after this moment. It was with Beth Waterman and Beth Waterman, you know, our, um, our trauma therapist who was just incredible to walk in and have conversations about trauma and our story and healing and validation and permission and perfection, like all, all of the things. It's, it's one of those listens where you could listen to over and over and over and over and over again and get something new each time specifically for me, she asked this question that she asks to her trauma patients. And she says, who's in the driver's seat? And that was just so impactful because I've been doing a lot of therapy, you know, for the past seven, eight years. And you understand a lot of the technical terms and a lot of the things that like, okay, I see where my therapist is trying to get, you know, me here. Da, da, da. The way that she said, yeah, but you just got to ask yourself, who's in the driver's seat? Is it Daryl today or is it 10-year-old Daryl? And sometimes just that question in a moment when you're reacting to something either really hard or really difficult or something that feels uh, challenging, just being able to ask who's in the driver's seat is language that I'm now using and I'm journaling around because it brings me to this point of, am I a child in this adult world? Am I responding to this as a child that has different wounds and different trauma? Like it, it brings me to present and it allows me to focus on and solve challenges from present me versus child me or versus 
trauma me or whatever that looked like. And just holding that in my hand has been super, super helpful. I, her episode, I have quoted maybe the most since then. The idea that if you can just stop and take notice of what's going on around you and and what's happening in your body, who's in the driver's seat, who's dancing with you, that I think spoke so much to me to just like, okay, let's stop. Let's take notice of what's going on. And then you can address it. Like just that simple thing. It's something I want to instill. Like my kids are little, but it's something I want to instill in them now where I'm saying, okay, let's stop. Let's look around. Let's see what's going on here and how you're feeling. And then we can address it because if we don't know that something is happening, then you can't address it. And I loved that picture. Michelle, what was your uh, favorite moment or episode of the season so far? Because here's the funny thing about you, Michelle. Whenever we started a recording for recording our intro, <laughs> all right, who can guess Michelle's signature term? Because last <laughs> last season, Michelle was giving me a hard time about I love that. And I don't think that I used I love that at all this season. Um, I, th- yes, <laughs> I think I replaced it with new terms. Yeah, A plus, A plus, but it'll come back. Don't worry, there's season three. Um, but Michelle's favorite words or a phrase was, Daryl this is my favorite episode or Daryl, I think this is my favorite episode or Hey listeners, I know that I wouldn't say this every single week, but this is my favorite episode. It is my favorite episode. (laughs) They're all my favorite. I, it's like trying to choose your favorite child. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. I, I loved so many of them. I feel like I like through editing the podcast, I feel like I grew and learned myself from just listening to each of these incredible guests. I think back to our first episode of the season with Jessica Lawson. She literally impacts my life on a weekly basis because her (laughs) food is amazing. And so it's like, oh, I'm stuck for another recipe this week. I'm going to go look at Big Delicious Life and see what Jessica's cooking and try to copy it. Um, <laughs> and I think just her her focus on, you know, think about when you are at your best during the day, like that has been really eye-opening for me. Like it's the difference between like, okay, my kids are napping and I'm feeling really great. I'm going to go hit my work for now. And my kids are napping and nobody slept last night and I'm exhausted. I'm going to go do, you know, whatever. I'm going to read a book or not try to be productive and allowing myself the space to do that so that then I can actually be productive at times that I am productive. And I loved that she brought attention to that idea of like, let's lean in on the times and spaces with the food that is going to actually give you energy, like paying attention to your actual body and what it needs. I feel like Megan Williams talked about that too. Again, they're all my favorite episode. (laughs) Now I tweet with Megan Williams and that like makes my whole life. I like love her. (laughs) She's a great tweeter. She's a great tweeter. So Michelle, you said something really interesting and I was listening to what you were talking about, but this concept of just being aware and paying attention I think that was a theme that came out a lot during this season, right? You 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 mentioned Megan Williams, which was last season, um, but you miss it. You mentioned Jessica. We also had Dr. Sarah Moon, and so many people, even just regular, regular, even just incredible 
even re- incredible entrepreneurs and freelancers that were also on the show, they may not have a doctor, doctoral background or a psychology background. They often referenced how important presence and awareness is. And it's this concept where we take one step forward, we take one step you know, back, one step forward, one step back, and we're just kind of living and we're just kind of doing, and we don't do enough processing. And so if I had to take like, what was the theme for the entire season? I think it's that concept of how important processing is um, because we don't do enough of it. We don't give ourselves enough permission to process because we're just trying to get to the next thing. And by just focusing on just getting to the next thing, that could be the thing that is hurting or impacting you the most. And I think about our season wrap up with Thomas Hicks and he was talking about how he just completely got rid of all of his past videos, his YouTube videos as, as an influencer, which no influencer does. And he's like, yeah, I'm starting over to make sure that I'm creating even better content. It's because he took the time to process well, what kind of content am I putting out there? Is this the kind of content that my audience now is going to appreciate? If so, you know, how do I continue to build on top of that? And so there's this concept of if you're going to be the best creator that you're going to be, ah, if you're going to be the best human that you can be, it starts by being aware and owning yourself and owning your own space, right? That own, that box that you create. And, you know, this, I don't know, I guess when you talk about the podcast again, this is one of those concepts where it's like it continues to evolve throughout the conversation that I'm having with someone about the podcast because there's layers to it. And you're like, well, it's this. And then it's also this. And then it's also this. And then it's also this because that's what the human experience is. is it's a complex experience. And so I think... The, the podcast is very much that human experience. And when you go to, you know, talking about unpeeling the layers, you know, we get to mastery every single time. And the the end point for so many of the, the you know, climaxes, and you think about the story, the end point is often them owning their own story or them owning their own journey or going back. And, and it's that concept of self-mastery. And so when I think about the podcast, it's all the complex, all the complex components that build up to, mastering yourself. So then that way you can master your craft. So then that way you can create and produce the best work that's absolutely humanly possible. I I think that plays so well into the episode I was the most excited about, which was (laughs) the Rocky Mountain Ringers. I feel like Amy really provided a practical step there. And then Emily, who writes a blog uh, around each of the episodes, she really took that and ran with it with this idea of like, let's let's be more than our freelance work. Let's be more than our job. Let's be more than a mom or a dad. Let's be us. And Amy's talking about when you play bells, you have to be totally present. You cannot think about anything else. And the space that that gives her while she's playing bells and then kind of the continued effect when she goes home from it. I think that uh, that practical step was really incredible because we talk a lot about this idea of having presence and making space. And then to have a few of those episodes this season that were like, here's a really practical way you can do that. And maybe it's, you know, taking up handbells or as Emily was saying, it's uh, baking or reading a book or, you know, I loved Emily wrote this. uh, Let's not confuse uh, being distracted, mental distraction with mental refreshment. That Mm. such such an incredible and challenging statement. Like, I think that's a really great theme to draw out of this. Like, let's be mentally refreshed and master kind of ourselves and our craft. 
Michelle, I'm so glad that you referenced and bring that up because as you were you were talking about that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't think that most people that are listening to the podcast know that there's a follow-up blog that goes alongside it and that's written by Emily. And she basically listens to the podcast and then expands on it and applies it to her own life or does additional research. It's one of those concepts where we don't just leave you with the podcast. Like the podcast is incredible. We then pull a bunch of different information, a bunch of different thoughts around the podcast to help you get the most out of it as well. And so if you haven't seen the blog, there's also a blog that goes with every single podcast. It's highly recommended to read the blog. It's a quick read, three, four minute read, and it helps support and bring out key elements of the podcast as somewhat of a takeaway. And they're so incredible. Like I think I have felt really challenged by them. Like from Emily's experience as a freelancer, she is listening and hearing, okay, I hear this other freelancer. How can I bring that into my freelance work and my own life? Um, and that, I don't know, probably because that is leans into my type of learning, but I love that she has created something so incredible. We should have had her on with us. I know we should have. Now that we are, you know, 20 minutes into this. Love you, Emily. You've got your own skills, passion, drive. And now with Hectic, you have the tools to take control of your freelance business. Hectic is an admin, accountant, project manager, and sticky note replacement all in one. Forget wasted hours trying to keep your own books and figure out where you're at with your projects. Start now with a smarter, more straightforward business model today at gethecticapp.com slash podcast. So what are you looking forward to, or maybe what are you hoping for, for season three? You know, like we're kind of getting to the end of the year. What, what are your hopes for maybe a new year and a new season? In a new season, I think that Number one, we're going to go through this process of bringing the podcast with more refinement. So we started this podcast as the hectic podcast. It was stories with freelancers and it started very specific. What has happened is we've really organically listened to one. We've listened to all of you. Um, You guys have been sending us lots of comments and emails, which has been incredible. And so we've just been chasing after reinforcing the type of content that is going to have the most impact for you and the type of content that consistently when people raise their hands or they reach out, they say, hey, this had impact on me here was these stories. And it's not just with freelancers. It's with people that are, you know, at the top of their career. You know, we talked with Evie Lyons, who's the CMO of Tracker, you know, which is one of the leading um, influencer brand management platforms online. So we're expanding the types of people that we bring to the show. You know, we're having psychologists and doctors on the on the show. And we never had the vision of doing that. And the reason why we've evolved that is because if we just focus it on freelancers, it, it, it's not really the type of conversation that we want to we want to have. The conversation that we want to have is everyday human type of conversations and learnings from everyday humans. Because you know, there's this concept that like if people are at the top of their you know the top, you know that those um those summit people, and we're just talking to summit people, it doesn't leave a lot of room for everyone else. And what I wanted to do, and what we wanted to do specifically, is start reaching more and more people um, that are along any stage of their journey. Because if you're not a freelancer yet, you may connect with some other piece of content. So we wanted to broaden that circle, create a bigger circle for people to connect. And I'm not sure if that, or for people to connect, I'm not sure if that works. Is that, is that? Yeah, that's great. I can use different stuff there. (laughs) This is the podcast where Daryl is stressed about. Oh geez, you're going to use this, aren't you? (laughs) 
you're going to use this. So uh, since we're being real here, doing a podcast is actually very, very difficult for me specifically um, because I bring so much perfection into it where if I'm just having a conversation with Michelle, it's so different than when I'm recording because I'm like, oh, I want to do the absolute best that I can. And the best content comes out when I'm just pretending like I'm having a conversation with Michelle versus like I have to have really good content. And that's just the thing about life. And so, yes, I think this should be in here because it's a mess. We're all a mess and it's awesome. <laughs> I, I think there's something to that, though. Um, one of our past guests from season one, um, Kristen Carras Bayona, she has been talking about that idea of perfectionism and that there's something about the record button that all of a sudden it like clicks on all of your like concerns and fears and that, um, that idea that if if it's not going to be perfect, Thomas spoke about this too, that Mm -hmm. if it's not like the absolute best, then you just don't do it. Um, and I read someone's tweet that was like, I'm going to butcher it. What is it? What, what someone needs is sitting in your drafts folder. And I think that concept is so, so good for us to walk into season three with where yes, things will be, we're going to do our best, but also there are just some things that need to be said. And if we don't say them in the most perfect way, we can still feel okay because someone needs to hear what you might want to leave in your drafts folder. Um, and so we need to, to hit publish. Yeah. What a millennial, what, what like a, a, a tech thing to say, yikes. That was like, so. <laughs> <laughs> and also to not take yourself too seriously. Like that, no, seriously. That has been something that I've taken away from these past two seasons is these people that are really living. And I'm going to steal um, Brene Brown's quote here is living wholehearted lives. Are these people that, you know, one, they can show up, they can be present, but then they just don't take it seriously. Like Thomas and I yesterday, ton of fun. Amy, when we were talking, you know, with the Denver ring, like we just, that episode was just laughter the entire time. And there's just something to that concept. I just, I I don't know. It's fun. (laughs) I love speaking of that episode. uh, I was talking about, so there's a whole team of people that work on the podcast. Like obviously you hear the guests, you hear Daryl, you hear me sometimes. And there's also uh, folks who edit and master and Emily writes. And so, uh, Tate who mastered that episode, he's like, yeah, I cut out some of the like over laughter. He's like, but of course I didn't cut out any of Daryl's because it was so genuine. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yes, so real. Every bit of that episode was just pure joy. And, and so I hope that's what you can feel leaving this second season and, you know, you, the listener, but also you, Daryl is, is feeling really proud of the way that the podcast has taken on a life of its own and that you have been able to take the coaching and listen to yourself, listen to the guests, listen to our listeners and lean in instead of, you know, saying, nope. This is what we're doing. This is the direction we're going. I think that's a really unique skill set and what makes you special as a host because you do go along with the conversation and and roll with like, all right, this is awesome. I'm going to go with this conversation. That flexibility um, in general has just made this such a fun season and such a fun project. Hey, Michelle, keep giving me compliments. That was awesome. (laughs) 
So I, I bet you the listeners don't really fully realize everything that goes into creating a podcast. Um, well, at least the way that we choose to, to produce a podcast. Of course, there's a ton of different ways to create a podcast. This is the way that we choose and that fits for us and the brand that we want to bring forward. Um, Michelle hired me a coach this season, which was basically her saying, um, there's a lot of things that need improvement and I don't want to be the thing, the person to tell you these Not things. Not true. <laughs> No, it, it actually was from a genuine place of how do we continue to grow and evolve? You know, the things that aren't growing are dead. And so, you know, Michelle has a ton of connections in the radio industry. And so, you know, we were able to engage and connect with an incredible coach. And that coaching process was very, very difficult for me because one, I hate feedback from people that I feel as if they don't know me. And so if you know, if, you, if you've spent any time with me in my life, I put strong walls up when someone's like, Hey, there's that. And I'm like, I do not care about what you're saying to me at all. You know, <laughs> if I think, I think that's, that's what Todd was talking about though, in his episode that when you're not asking for feedback, that's just criticism. Like unsolicited feedback is criticism. And I, I really, I appreciated his verbiage around that. Yeah. And I think that's the best way to consider it is that exact concept there is when the feedback isn't productive and it's unsolicited and people don't know how to give feedback well, it's often received very, very poorly. And Jeff, our podcast coach, was incredible because he gave feedback very direct, but then also came with the right example. So then he could, I could hear it on my own or I could understand the concept. And that was so helpful. So, you know, listeners, yeah, we had we had a coach and I was able to get feedback on why I went that direction over this direction or how to be a really great a really great host that's present, a really present host. You know, one of the things that he told me the most was have all your questions prepared, but then also be prepared to just follow your curiosity. And that was terrifying for me. And I will say we're at the end of the season. I write my questions out and I don't look at them at all. And I think that's what's really helped the podcast evolve this season specifically was the actual ability to grow as a podcast. And of course, we've grown listeners. You know, there's more and more downloads every single week. But I think it comes from my ability to take feedback and then also the team's ability to have the right vision for where the direction that we're going. You know, that's another thing that we talked about a lot this season is the importance of partnerships. Um, rather, that's a direct partnership that you're in from a, you know, maybe your small freelancing space or your entrepreneur space is done with a partner or, you know, at work, you know, your partnerships or even just throughout life having the right partnerships. I think we had four partners on this season and that concept just kept getting reinforced and reinforced and reinforced and reinforced. You can't go at it alone. You doing things alone then becomes your limiting factor. And just having that partner allows you to do so much more than you could do on your own. And, you know, maybe that's a concept that, you know, we, we hold dear to us in season three as well. Yeah. And so I think this is a great chance for us to shout out Emily and Richard and Tate and Jeff for all of the work that they do that never gets you know, highlighted on the podcast, <laughs> like such an incredible team of people. Um, and looking forward to season three. Looking forward to season three. And you forgot one person. It's Michelle. Um, she's the person that actually keeps this thing at the quality that it's at. Um, Michelle does all the editing. So she's the one that's listening to the entire conversation and going, that fits, that doesn't fit, this fits, that doesn't fit. She also books all the guests. Um, you know, she convinces them that I'm a person that they actually want to talk to, which is a... <laughs> 
It's a very difficult thing. Trust me. Um, she convinces people to talk to me and get on the show. She coordinates it. She's sending out the mics back and forth. It's a lot of work that goes into this. And then the last person that I wanted to thank is all of you for listening. We wouldn't have a podcast if it wasn't for people that had actually choose to subscribe or listen or download. Genuinely, you're making all of our dreams come true. This dream of being able to take conversations with real humans and allow them to inspire change in other humans and see people like we've never seen them before. And we're going to do more of that in season three. And man, I'm excited (laughs) and humbled. So go catch up, listen to your favorite episodes, and we will see you back in 2022. 2022. Love you, friends. Peace.